Welcome to the last Comic Bastards podcast. I'm Dustin, and this is no joke. This is the last Comic Bastards branded podcast that there will be. Uh, You might have noticed that I haven't been keeping up with this podcast very regularly, which shouldn't be too hard given that it's with one guy, myself, and has a very short format, but uh, time as it is, is uh, a stretch. My son has started to to stop napping. Uh, Today's a lucky day for me. He is taking a nap right now, and I'm I'm even running out of minutes (laughs) as I record this before he awakens again, and that's a good thing. I enjoy my time with him. I want to spend time with him, and the downside to that is it doesn't leave much time for podcasts and websites, because along with this, uh, I will be closing the doors to Comic Bastards. Uh, The site will still be there if you go visit it. You know, the reviews will still be up in case people care or want to look up more uh, evergreen content like graphic novel reviews or whatnot but it's just gotten to the point where I don't have the the time or the energy really to keep keep reviewing to keep doing the grind uh, it's been a long time since I've felt the desire to write headlines and you know some of it came with the fact that a lot of the people that made the site really fun uh, they, they moved on they moved on to do other things in comics, uh, be it other sites that uh, could pay, <laughs> which is something I've never been able to do, or working in the comic industry on the creative end, uh, either as editors or letters, or on the educational front. So just a lot of, a lot of great people that I've worked with over the years that ran out of free time to, uh, to give give their hard-earned time to a a website that couldn't pay them, you know, and it's very understandable, and I mean, shit, I am probably the luckiest person to run a website and have as much uh, free, hard-working talent as I I did. Uh, It was never lost on me, and uh, always just kind of amazed me. I mean, I wish my, my biggest regret is that I never got to the point where I could pay people for the work that they were doing but this last podcast no reviews it's just kind of me shooting the shit clearing my mind maybe even giving some some pointers or things that i've learned uh first thing i want to say is sorry to all the indie creators that maybe relied on our site or had submitted the comic book and didn't get a review back uh it just it, it was what was how it was. Uh, I kind of was the guy that did the indie reviews. Um, I had people help here and there, but for the most part, if you submitted a comic, it was me, and it depended on my schedule and what I could do. And if I didn't like your comic, sometimes I just didn't review it. So maybe that's probably a good thing for some of you. You're probably like, oh, <laughs> that's why I didn't get a review back for a year. That's that's probably why. Um, 
but yeah, if you, you submitted recently in the last couple months before I took the submissions down, you know, my apologies. I had high hopes of getting all these reviews done, but the time just wasn't there. I just doing the things that I felt I really needed to do to wrap up the website uh, has been a struggle to, to get done. There's been just so much off off-site that I've had to uh, just take care of, you know, just life things, um, paying the paying the rent things type type of deal. Um, so yeah, sorry about that, <laughs> and sorry to anyone that uh, that was an uncomfortable laughter too, not a like haha fucked you over type of thing. Um, but sorry for anyone that's you know maybe still been a fan, a supporter of the site. Um, I don't know, it just never really took off in the way I hoped. Maybe it was because it was just a one-man show and I'm horrible at marketing myself, horrible at networking. I just never never got it done. So, but, uh, you know, maybe I'll just I'll move on. I'll move on to the tips. Tips for indie creators if you're, if you're looking to get your comic book reviewed. Um, the first is Be Humble be humble and be grateful that they're taking the time to read your comic and write a review um don't ask for them to go easy on you that was one of my biggest pet peeves is if someone was like well you guys have a reputation for being hard on people please go easy on me it's my first comic it doesn't matter if it's your first or your last you should want the most honest feedback you can get because you're not going to get better if everyone's just like, yeah, it was good. Um, your first comic is not going to be like very rarely is it going to be this big success, you know, like you're not going to be walking dead, Robert Kirkman. And that wasn't his first comic. <laughs> like that's the thing that a lot of people get lost on is that the first comic you know someone on is not their first comic. And so keep that in mind, look to improve and yeah, sometimes you're going to have a, a decent or really good comic that first time, but it does not necessarily translate to the whole world is going to find it, acknowledge it, and love it. It's just the sad reality, reality creators face all the time. And what a lot of them do is they get established and then they re-release the work. They're just like, hey, check this shit out again. Like, you guys missed it the first time. Check it out now and enjoy it. You know, focus on, on that rather than just being like, it is what it is right now and it's perfect and everyone should just love it right now. So be humble. Don't ask for anyone to go easy on you because, like, that's not the point. If, if, if someone's going to do that for you in a review, they're not doing you any favors because more than likely people are just going to be like, yeah, bullshit to that review. Um, be professional. The creators I've the indie creators I've been willing to re review a third and fourth time is because they were professional, even if I didn't particularly like their work. And sometimes by the third or fourth time, I did like their work because reviewers are readers too. It doesn't mean that we're going to love it the first one, but we might like it on the third or the fourth. And that's what you got to keep in mind for everything is that there's an audience and sometimes that audience takes a bit to warm up. And then other times they don't. And, you know, that's, that's okay. That's every fucking comic faces that. So, um, 
And if you want to do press releases, you know, you want... I got a lot of people like, all right, well, can you just do a press release? And then they'd send me this hodgepodge of information. And I'm like, well, that's not a, that's not a press release. That's just stuff. Like, I have to write the press release, and that's, then that's not a press release. That's me writing about it, and that's the thing I'm not wanting to do because, you know, it, it should just be a press release. A lot of sites just do the copy and paste of the press release. So keep that in mind. Make a headline. Make a headline that is not too long, conveys information, and is something they're willing to repeat. Not like, so-and-so says the best comic book ever, you know? Like, don't name drop in it. That's annoying, too. But then look at how the publishers, the, the big publishers, send out their press releases and just try to copy that style. Don't, don't put a bunch of, like, random pictures in the middle and stuff. Don't send pdfs of press releases that's the most annoying thing in the world because no one can do anything with a pdf in its natural form you have to open that extract that and then work with it and let me tell you i've done that so many times to where now over the last year if someone sends me a pdf press release i'm just like delete i don't i don't have the time for it uh now granted not all sites are like that some people are just like well i'm getting paid i'm gonna take the time i guarantee you'll make a friend if you make it easy on them so uh, include images too. include a large size picture, preferably in PNG, because that works best for the web. If a website doesn't know that, they'll still thank you because they'll be like, oh, that didn't take up as much of our storage. Oh, and that looks great on uh, mobile and giant and uh, like on a giant screen and everything. Um, if you're going to send a review book, compress that use smallpdf.com that's my biggest they don't pay me anything i just i have so many pdfs and i had a a comic book folder a weekly comic book folder of all the books we would get in and that thing would be like two to three gigs and then when people are using free accounts and they don't have two or three gigs you're just like ugh why can't these be smaller i started using that thing and now it's like it's never over a gig never <laughs> And I've had some huge-ass weeks of books where they're just like, here's 170 things, and I wish I was exaggerating. They're like, here's 170 things for you to possibly review. And because of their amazing compression, I was able to keep it small. But uh, I just, when people go, oh, it's so big, I can't send it to you, find the resources, don't send anyone a 3-gig PDF. That's, that's insane. Um, if there's any marketing people for for publishers listening, or maybe you're you're a small press marketing person, uh, same thing. Send images with your press releases. The the times then when I would just skip over a press release when I was like, there's no images. You know, I, I get that you might be announcing a title. Send your logo. Like that's the easiest thing to do. Send your logo. Send a big format logo. Don't make it cropped just to the words make it a little bit bigger so that it just fits the format of the web a little bit better it's just that's the easiest thing you can do and uh yeah same same thing though just like make the press release easy to copy and paste or at least easy to extract information from because if it's super long and convoluted uh, those are the times i would just check out that's why i started posting press releases because i get these like super just wordy 
amounts of information where I was like, what am I had to I have to read this thing like five times just to figure out what the hell's worth pulling out of here. Keep it sweet to the point. If you want to write a long one, just make it easy to copy and paste. That's that's my best advice. Um, cl- include your social media and shit too. If you have a hashtag you want people to use, do that. For some reason, publishers only tend to do this during conventions. They'll be like, use these ones. Tweet at these people. Like, if I were sending out my review books, I'd be like, here's the Twitter handles and all social media for the creators of this book and a hashtag to use for this book. And I would do that for every single book because that's how reviews circulate. That's how people find this shit. And it would make everyone's like I would be more inclined to cover something if I had that information you know instead of having to be like eh, just hunt it and find it and be like eh whatever let them do the work you know it's just like if you include it more people use it it's better for you just it broadens your signal ah <sighs> what else what else uh there's no money in comic book websites <laughs> I don't know how these people like I mean I know how they make it they make it with just like controlling all the news and clickbaits and all that stuff but i mean if you're if you're going to get into reviews try to keep it do a free site <laughs> like that's my advice do a free site that doesn't have any limitations to how many how much traffic you can have and build your format around what they offer that was that was something i think that always kind of shot us in the foot as we wanted it to look different than it was you know than than what the the website even with squarespace now what we the format i kind of adjusted to that format that's why it's been at least more successful to me is that i adjusted to squarespace's format rather than hunting down all these themes and crap for wordpress to to make it look how i wanted so if you're if you're gonna do do it do it free and adjust your style to their tools because that'll keep you going on that a lot longer. Um, what else? What else? I'm trying to think of how uh, the whole thing. I mean, I'll probably just sit here. Oh, here's a here's a rant. Uh, diversity is not killing comics. I mean, I know you some weird fraction of readership think that. It, it's it's not. It's the same thing as always. It's they get more expensive and they're a small piece of paper, you know? It's just, it's a form of entertainment that has not fully evolved and we've kind of gotten there a little bit with digital but, uh, you know, sales were in one billion last year. Like, well, let's not pretend comic books aren't selling. It's just they might not be. It's like people want them to sell more than what they are, and they're gonna hook the readers that they're gonna hook. And that's just the stuff distributed by Diamond. Like, if you don't consider manga comic books, if you don't consider the graphic novels that book publishers put out that are kicking all ass in terms of finding readers and finding an audience and and making the biggest sales out of the entire industry, then you're just, you're not paying attention. Um, single issues is what's killing comic books. 
if I was a new publisher, I would never do a single issue. Established publishers, you, you can't. You can't not do it because it's like leaving money on the table. It's expected of you. You already have it all set up. But if I were to do like a new imprint, say like, I don't know, an IDW or Boom or something, it would just be a graphic novel only imprint. But with that, you have to take bigger and broader steps. Like you can't just announce one book here or there at a time. Like it really needs to be like here, do what book publishers do. But like here is our summer lineup, these 15 books. And you announce them way ahead of schedule to where people even have the possibility of forgetting about them. Because then what you're going to do is you're going to continue to market them until they're released. Because that's what the book publishers do. Uh, prime example is first second. They never let me forget a book's coming out. Like I see it, I get excited about it. I'm like, ah, oh, that's like a half a year away before I read it. But you know, I'd never forget that it's coming out because they stay on top of their marketing. They stay on top of promoting their material. They get it out there. They do. They don't just do interviews like this is the one time we're doing an interview before the final order date of a comic book. They do it all until the release, and then they have more interviews that they do after the release. You know, they they hunt out good places to get reviews, whether it be good or bad, because it continues the word of mouth. So, that, in my opinion, is, is like, that's going to be the way that comic books evolve. So, single issues, just, they need to they need to just eventually kind of fade away because it's like as much fun as they are and that sucks to say but as much fun as they are they're just not cost effective and that is truly what affects the business and industry more than anything else um it doesn't mean that there won't only there'll never be single issues i mean i think that'd be a mistake again it's like leaving money on the table but there it doesn't need to be as many you know like and the, and then the trades need to be a lot faster. Like you should, it should almost be a choice. Oh, do I want to buy the trades or the the single issues? And if you, if you can't get the cost to be comparable to where someone can pick between the two, you know, then you need to sacrifice one or the other. So, you know, that's that's a little bit of my opinion about this. I think the there's a there's a weird amount of dumb politics going on in comic books right now um, where people feel that because things were changed that it's like oh like the dumbest thing I read today was that people honestly genuinely think that the publishing the big two publishers are changing characters because they don't want to sell comic books and it's just like nah they they do they do. They want to sell them. They just can't rely on the market that continues to dwindle and dwindle and dwindle because there's guys in their 70s that uh, either stop buying the shit or, uh, you know, keel over and die. And you're just like, well, we're, we're down a huge sale right there. And they, you can't base your business on, on a, a dwindling fan base. And... Yeah, the the argument is, like, oh, well, if they didn't change everything, the dwindling fan of you still... Bullshit. Just look at the... Just look at history. There's historical data that shows that just the, the decline of comics since 
you know, they figured out, oh, oh we aren't charging enough for paper. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it's dumb. And if you, if you disagree with that, I don't care. I won't be here to hear your opinion. Uh, just know that I was never allied with you in the least bit on that opinion. Um, I honestly think that there should be more diversity. Uh, I do think that comics as a whole are ill-equipped to handle it because of just the demographic of the industry that it has always been. I think the publishers that are doing better at it is because they have a more diverse group of people. So, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Some people are just like, yeah, whatever. Fuck this guy. Well, good. <laughs> We're there. We got to that point. Ah. Uh, I am going to miss this shit, though. I'm going to miss talking about comic books. I'm going to miss... I'm going to miss freebies. I'm going to miss not... You know... I got to the point where I couldn't afford to run the site and buy comic books. So, that was... uh, That kind of sucked. When you first started, I was still just... I was buying everything I was reviewing. And even if I disliked it, just to be like, well, I still supported it. You know, fuck you. If you didn't like my review, I'm still supporting it. But then it just got to a point where I was like... Spending thousands of dollars on server fees and themes and all this other shit. I don't know if I can spend hundreds of dollars every week on comic books, too. Just uh, something I had to give, but I will miss the, the freebies. Especially the ones in print. I mean, those are the ones I really will care about. Like, I'm, you know, getting a watermarked digital copy wasn't just like oh my god this is save this forever oh and uh indie creators watermark your shit you know publishers watermark your shit um you know maybe don't bleed out (laughs) the uh the lettering but definitely just watermark your stuff anyone who complains about that is probably a thief um you should protect your your review copies for sure so, I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff where, uh, like, I had to, like, read on a particular website and log in and create the a new security code every two weeks or something. Thank you, Legendary Comics, by the way, for that. But, uh, like, that shit, I was just like, nah, this is, like, too much work to just read the book. But still, protect your stuff, watermark it. Um, I mean, I never cared if someone watermarked it with my name on it or whatever. Like, that was fine. But you, you really should protect it and anyone anyone who complains about that is they're not they have a collector's mentality rather than a reviewer's mentality a reviewer should be able to still experience and see the work like that's why i'm saying don't compress it to look like shit and don't blow out the the uh lettering with your watermark which uh there's one publisher i won't name that they were notorious for it and we had several reviews just be dropped over the years just like monthly reviews just dropped over the years because we couldn't read what they sent us and that was unfortunate so like check it after you do it is what i'm saying don't assume that the same settings work for every comic that you make just it doesn't um the last thing I want to say is just it's okay to not read comics like I people get into this mindset of like I've always read Superman I must always read Superman I've always read comics I must read comics 
it's part of my identity and it, it can be an aspect of your identity but it shouldn't be your identity like i don't need to be known as like the comic book guy or the guy that reviews comic books that's not <laughs> that's never been a thing where i needed to have that in my life like oh that guy reads comic books um, I enjoy what I enjoy, and it's just kind of time to to move on from that. And uh, you know, I'm going to use my my Ninja Turtles example again. If you're reading along on the website, you'll you'll see it there. But there's Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out right now on Nickelodeon, and I love Ninja Turtles. I will always love Ninja Turtles. It does not mean I. Uh, delve into everything that's being done with them. Um, for instance, I saw Rise of the Ninja Turtles and I was just like, why does Raphael look like a linebacker? This sucks. And that's what we all get lost in a lot. We assume it's for us because it's something we enjoyed and loved first or when we were young. But that's not for me. That's for kids that are a little bit older than my son that are just like, oh shit, Ninja Turtles are awesome. And that's that's their Ninja Turtles, you know? I mean, those new movies, those were just bad on, on a, just a horrible movie level. But they were still just, they were not for me, and I understood that. I just never wanted to support them or Michael Bay because he's a, a dick. Uh, no one should support Michael Bay. He's a, he's a piece of shit. I think I've already told these stories before, so I'm not going to go into it again. But he, he's a piece of, tra- piece of trash as a human being in general. So that's huge reason why I didn't want to support those movies because I don't don't want to ever support his work but uh, it's okay that stuff's not for you like when a character changes or they they give the role to a new person and you're like well that's not Iron Man that's not Captain America Um, you know DC's shown successfully over the years that that new characters can assume those roles and that it is interesting I mean Having the same character do the same thing over and over and over only appeals to a very small percentage of people. Most people kind of tune out and go, this is this is shit, you know? And if you like your comics like that, then you probably enjoy NCIS because that show does the same dumb shit every week as well. And I guess it does well in the ratings, but I also look at the demographic of how many people are probably soon to die that are watching that show and staggeringly high I'll just put it that way Uh, it's a completely sidebar but it's just if you want comics to be successful there has to be changes and you also have to just acknowledge that it's not always going to be for you just because you've always read Spider-Man doesn't mean you have to keep reading Spider-Man like I stopped after one more day and I read that they're changing all that and they're getting rid of it and going back to pre one more day and that's cool but I kind of stopped reading Spider-Man and realized I didn't need to read Spider-Man just because I love the character doesn't mean I always have to love him doesn't mean I always have to read him I can still enjoy the parts I enjoyed but I don't need to like chase everyone away or try to get back what I had um you know, because it's just, it's comics, eventually it'll change back anyway, because when you, it's gone, you miss it, and they can come back and tell fresh stories, so if anything, you should want all the characters to change, because then there's the potential of it coming back bigger and better and stronger than ever was, but then at the same time, 
the people that like that other character, now they have something else that they like. And it's the same thing for them. That was their Spider-Man. They get to follow that Spider-Man, and that's the one they care and they like. And if that Spider-Man changes and comes back, then it's the same thing. It's just, it's a business model more than anything. It's a business. (laughs) So it's art, but it's a business. And if you don't like that, then don't support that. But they're still going to do and try things to continue that business model because they need to make money. If they don't make money, then they don't make any of it. And then we're just left to superhero movies, I guess. But, I mean, honestly, I don't don't care if superhero comics die because my favorite comic books have never been superheroes. I mean, not since I was a kid. Not since I discovered, like, oh, shit, there's things other than superhero comic books. Like, when I made that discovery, I was just like, what are all these? (laughs) Let me just seek these out. I don't know. And that's, uh, that's my last bit of advice is uh, try everything. There's so many great stories that people just aren't even trying because they don't have a superhero in it or they're just like, uh, you know, it's like, do, do you watch this one genre of TV? I've never understood why people will only read one genre of comics. And I get there's a lot and they're expensive and that's where, where trades come in. <laughs> Maybe skip an arc of X-Men and pick up something from image or boom or dark horse even or dynamite i mean nah i mean the license shit is still license shit um honestly that if we're gonna pinpoint something else that's killing the industry it's all this license shit i'm gonna rant on this for a minute <clears throat> the movie adaptations video game adaptations tv show season blah 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 continued all that shit is just pointless it's killing the publishers whether they want to admit it or not um, seeing Dark Horse send out an email being like, look, we're tied in with this movie producer now. <laughs> they won't take our stuff because they're too big to be bought by Disney. That's just kind of sad, isn't it? That they've <laughs> had so many licensed products be bought up by a company that owns another comic book company that they've had to like chase down other sources. Like Those aren't comics at that point. There's just, I don't know, just fandom that Again, you don't need, you don't need to keep, I liked Aliens, I gotta buy every Aliens comic book. No, you you don't. You really don't. First of all, they're not that good. And second of all, it's just, things have their time and you don't necessarily have to force yourself to continue them. And nor should publishers be like, we need to cash in on this constantly. Because there's always going to be someone that's going to buy it. But I just, if this reaches you, just don't. <laughs> Save that money for something else or buy the trade when it's on sale on Amazon or digitally or whatever. There's just, there's no need to, there's just no need for that shit. The, the, the license crap has just always just offended my senses so much where it's just like, ugh, I don't need to read another GI Joe comic book ever or a Transformers comic book ever or fucking Zorro comic book ever because the Tynan got the license because of the movies not because the fucking I don't know just it's it just doesn't it doesn't help comics I mean I know publishers are like well I mean it does because we get a bunch of money and blah 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 but at the end of the day it's a short-sighted game when publishers that 
focus on original content that are doing they're just they're doing better in my opinion so at least like long term you know again i go back to the book publishers putting out graphic novels they don't fucking have licensed shit they're just like nah keep that shit away that's a money pit we want all the money (laughs) we don't want some of the money we want all the money but yeah anyway just try reading something new doesn't have to be Hindi. Just something new. Seek out something that you wouldn't normally read. And just give it a shot. Just a shot. You don't have to buy the whole series. Give it one. And all those people that are like, oh, no, you got to read like five or six issues to have a true opinion of Red Sonia. No. <laughs> no, you don't. Sometimes you know, all it takes is one. Now, that doesn't mean that occasionally, and I do mean occasionally, you get four or five in, and you're just like, oh, okay, this turned around, and this is something I enjoyed. But if you're spending your money, you can bail after one. That's fine. <laughs> Find out later from someone else if it was worth staying on for. But you don't need to just write it out just because you bought the first issue. That that mentality really needs to stop. So that's not it's not helping you it's really not helping comic books especially if you did buy them and you're like i'll never read this all right that's uh it's probably long enough (laughs) someone's probably like why is this guy still talking oh yeah big thank you to uh anyone that ever listened to the podcast you know uh, it's always been my favorite part of the site. I greatly miss the CBMFP and recording with Kevin and Aaron. Those were some of the best Saturdays uh, I ever did have. And, uh, you know, there's more podcasting for me in the future. Um, working on a, a movie podcast again with uh, some familiar people as well. I uh, still have the Super S that will be continuing on. And uh, just a big thank you to anyone that took the time to listen to this one. Took the time to ever go to the site. And a big thank you to anyone that ever worked on the site, worked on the podcast, joined the podcast. Um, just wouldn't have been an incredible seven years of this without without everyone that did support it so success to call it a day on it but it was time thank you for listening goodbye Everything I know, I learned from Frank Miller, and everything I do, I do as fast as flash run quarterback status and then some. Damn the new 52, buying up every issue on DC, not exclusively what I'm into, bastards. Comics with the healthy Wolverine classics. The soul down below, so anything can go. Hell be exclusively filled with past enemy saber tooth. And you can't.
kill your dad for the second time in hell, man, tell me that's not badass. Man, tell me that ain't badass. It goes Batman Detective, here on the dark night, and Robin, I'm Robin. Stop and I'ma lose my damn mind like Logan this time All possessed by the red right hand Fighting X-Man, Storm just chilling Nemesis laughing, Cyclone mentally prepares for eye blasting Novels with the graphics, picture strips See comics need to settle down just a little bit And go back underground like for permanent bastards Got it right though, they write to keep the scene on the right track So they read the stack after stack and report and back Someone gotta stand these creators in check, man And the verdict is Jason Aaron, yeah, he's in check Tony Daniel, yep, in check If you read a comic, put it back Plastic sleeve, hard cardboard back Then in the milk crate black Filed alphabetically, no, seriously, seriously.